Engineers are ingenious professionals. Engineers invent, design, verify, and qualify. Engineers are the professionals who make our lives and businesses prosperous and safe. The Florida Engineering Society is proud to put our engineering professionals in the spotlight so that they may educate, share information, and introduce you to the world of engineering that is thriving in Florida. Here's your host of the Engineering Florida podcast, Sam Yates, with today's guest. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Florida Engineering Society Engineering Florida podcast. This is a podcast that we feature engineers who are members of the Florida Engineering Society, and it is my pleasure and honor to introduce someone today that I'm going to tell you, he is on the road traveling, and when he heard that we were going to be recording today, he's like, no, Sam, I am going to get in on the program from wherever I am. So he is on the road, ladies and gentlemen, Carlos Padin. Carlos, welcome to the program. Thank you very much, Sam. It's uh, truly a pleasure uh, to be on your show and be able to share some of my experiences with you and your listeners. So thank you very much. You know, I have to say that uh, you are also the a past president of the Florida Engineering Society, and uh, that's quite an honor. Yes, I've been a member of the Florida Engineering Society since I was in engineering school and moved into the main chapter, the regular chapter, the Miami chapter, in my particular case in uh, 1979, so almost 1980, so that's quite a long time, and a proud member of the Florida Engineering Society and also the American Council of Engineering Companies of Florida. So I've been a proud member of both organizations for a very long time. And I have to say, Carlos, that wherever I go in the state, if I were to mention your name, someone is going to know who you are. That is how immersed Carlos is into the engineering communities throughout Florida. And as a matter of fact, it's just not Florida. I have in front of me a copy of the congressional record from February 27th, 2020. And I'm going to read from it because I think this is significant. A couple of reasons it's significant. One, I now have the honor of interviewing someone who has been entered into the congressional record. And the second part of why it's significant I think you will see it's quite evident. And this is from the Honorable Mario Diaz-Ballart, and um, he is entering into the House of Representatives the following. Madam Speaker, in recognition of the longstanding contributions to the engineering profession and his dedication to uh, benefiting South Florida, I rise today to honor my good friend, Mr. Carlos A. Panin, born in Alguin, Cuba, Carlos who has a very distinguished background, and more importantly, a history coming from Cuba. Tell us a little bit about that. Thank you very much. My uh, parents uh, were fleeing, obviously, the Castro regime. And in 1962, uh, my mom and three sisters and I arrived here to the land of freedom. Um, And one of the reasons that I love the United States so much is because of the opportunities that it has given throughout the years, decades, centuries uh, to refugees like myself uh, to be able to come here, uh, get an education, work hard, and then go back and contribute, get back to that that nation, and in our particular case, the community, the state of Florida, 
that has given so much to us. So those are uh, deeply embedded in my in my veins, if you would, because it's it's truly um, what we are all about here in in this great country of ours. And that fits quite well with what uh, additionally was read into the record, that after graduation, Carlos remained in South Florida and worked for several architectural and engineering firms. He played a key role in designing and managing a major infrastructure projects, including the Joe Robbie Stadium, now known as the Hard Rock Stadium. Despite his success, Carlos always knew he wanted to start his own company and give back to the community, and that has given so much to him. In 1989, he took a chance and began CAP Government, Inc., CAP, and in 2019, CAP celebrated its 30th anniversary. Under his leadership, CAP has provided unparalleled expertise for governmental clients who need assistance with building department services. Presently, they serve over 60 municipalities and six educational institutions across Florida. Mr. Padine, that's quite a heritage. Uh, yes, it is, and one that we're all very proud of because we have an opportunity through building departments to make sure that buildings are designed according to the Florida Building Code and eventually, obviously, built according to the Florida Building Code. They, that helps us, at least from a minimalistic point of view, make these uh, buildings uh, safer, the schools safer, the places that we work, live, and play safer because of uh, the engineers that designed them, architects as well, obviously, and the contractors that build them. In addition to that, I know because I've, I've done a bit of homework about you, and it's impressive. You not only are an engineer, but you take great pride in getting others involved in engineering. As a matter of fact, in 2020, the Villanueva Award, you received that, and the award recognizes the commitment and dedication to advancing the civil engineering profession. That was read into the congressional record, and that has to just make you absolutely proud, too. Uh, yes, it does, and um, it's something that, that that we don't take very lightly, obviously, you know, when you give back to the community that has given so much to us and you, you do it through the profession that, that I love so much, it, uh, it's kind of a, you know, you, you get both uh, great satisfaction on both sides of that. And um, the Association of Cuban Civil Engineers um, bestowed that incredible honor to me a couple of years ago, and it's one I'm very proud of. You know, two things that uh, I, I want to touch upon, and, and it's um, one of the greatest difficulties I had, and I have to explain this to our audience, one of the greatest difficulties I had in determining what to talk about with Mr. Panine is the sheer number of things that you're involved in. I mean, there are just literally a large number of things, and it's difficult to get your arms around all of them, but two jump out, Champlain Tower and Hurricane Season. Let's talk a little bit about Champlain Tower. Uh, you're instrumental in helping to get some changes in how the building industries in Florida take a look at buildings like Champlain Tower, correct? Uh, yes, sir, Sam, uh, and thank you. Uh, both of these things are obviously catastrophic, and it gives us a chance as engineers 
to make a difference. The first one, Champlain Towers, I was just coming into um, my role as president of the Florida Engineering Society. We had just had a, a, a session on the Gulf Coast of Florida where we talked about uh, going forward, how we had to include other organizations into what we do because there are more things that unite us as organizations than, than separate us. So I said in part of our planning session, let's get together with other groups to make sure that we can make a bigger difference in the state of Florida and, and into the life that we lead here. So uh, lo and behold, the Champlain Tower collapses on June 24th. And that was the, the first opportunity we had. A few weeks later, we organized under uh, a number of organizations. The first, obviously, the Florida Engineering Society. We had three members. We had three members from the American Council of Engineering Companies, which is a sister organization. And then we started to add another five organizations. The International, the, the, uh, International Code Council, the Building Official Association of Florida, the American Institute of Architects. We brought in a, a group that does concrete restoration. We brought in another group that, that handles all of the structural engineers in Florida that are represented by, uh, by them. And with this group, there was a total of 24 of us. We met sometimes as often as two times a week in order not to analyze specifically what happened with the towers, but to, uh, to analyze what could be changed going forward so that we don't ever have to deal with something so catastrophic again. And it took weeks and months until we were able to finally come up with a white paper that we eventually presented to a senator that was willing to listen to us. She was willing to carry the water for us, if you would. And that was Senator Bradley uh, and Mrs. Bradley, uh, Senator Bradley, uh, brought this forward through committees all the way to sort of the doorsteps of getting this approved during the regular session. The uh, bill, unfortunately, uh, in spite of the hard work, in spite of how much sense it made for this to be changed in the way that we uh, perform inspections and so forth, it, it failed. It just did not make it through. And we had to wait until a special session where, once again, we had to persevere and continue the work. And in that particular special session, it passed the House unanimously. It passed the Senate unanimously. And on day three, it was signed by Governor DeSantis. I think the lesson is, number one is, we use our technical skills to the best of our knowledge and ability. We work in a group session because together we can accomplish more. And finally, I would say, the most important part of this thing is never, ever give up, persevere. Believe in what you believe to be right and continue to work hard until you achieve it. And I think that that message is, is true, whether you're, you're uh, a student, an engineering student, hopefully, because we need a lot more, or whether you are a young professional or a seasoned professional, as yours truly. And uh, that is one of life lessons. Carlos, let's switch gears. Let's talk about hurricane season. Really, it's just around the corner. So hurricane season begins in June and ends in November. This year was catastrophic in the state of Florida. We had a major hurricane hit the Gulf Coast uh, and it hit a number of municipalities where our company works in. Uh, but more importantly, I think that it taught us a number of things as well. 
Number one is that you have to heed the warnings uh, that are issued by by the um, government. Uh, in in a number of cases, people were thinking that they could stay home and weather the storm, so to speak. Well, there was something peculiar about uh, Hurricane Ian, and that was that not only was it packing 145, 150 mile an hour winds, but that it came in with a tidal surge, unlike we have seen in a hundred years, perhaps even more. And the the majority of the destruction was not brought on by the excessive winds, but was brought on by the surge, which uh, picked up homes and moved them, it picked up buildings and moved them. It uh, it brought down the bridge leading into Sanibel, uh, not because of the winds, but because the tidal surge destroyed uh, both sides of the bridge. And when that collapsed, obviously the, the bridge was completely unpassable. So what we have to do as engineers is take a look and modify no different than what we did in Champlain Towers and make sure that we've got the best code to protect us against these types of disasters. Is there a feeling from the governmental agencies or the governments that you represent, the municipalities that you work with directly, that this was a wake-up call for them going forward for uh, whatever hurricane season has to bear down? Uh, I, th- I think it is, and I think it will have an impact also on the insurance uh, industry because there's a lot of homes that are not insured for flooding. They are for wind, and there's a lot of instances in this particular hurricane that had to do with, with flooding, perhaps more so than with the winds. So if, if the hurricane impact windows survive, what good are they if the house is picked up by a surge and deposited? 100, 200 feet uh, further away. Uh, so there's a number of components, a number of new items that need to be looked at going forward. I will say that I am part of the Florida Engineering Leadership Institute this year, of which I'm very proud, and that our class is going to be dedicating a, a park for the victims of the hurricane. And we are, in fact, uh, doing a fundraiser throughout the state of Florida so we can get enough funds to do a number of things with that. Number one is build this park in uh, remembrance of those that lost their lives, but also do sort of a, a teaching park for the children so that they could see uh, various aspects of what happened with the, with the surge and so forth. And then finally, in addition to that, we're going to identify engineering students from the Gulf Coast of Florida that we can give, uh, honor them with tuition and and offer them a scholarship. So that's something that we're working on and I'll keep you posted. That's still in the process. Well, I want to say I will put on my public relations and marketing hat for Yates and Associates and pitch in with uh, helping out on some of that uh, visibility for you. And also uh, rumor has it that I'm on the board of directors for uh, the Gold Coast Builders Association out of the Palm Beaches and have a lot of connections with builders associations around the state. So uh, if that rumor is correct, I can guarantee you that uh, we'll be spreading the word throughout those associations as well. Uh, thank you very much for that. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a fantastic opportunity for once again, all of us to work together. And Absolutely. Uh, I guarantee you. That, that that will be something that we will all be proud of when we finish the project. Yes. Now, 
I do want to uh, ask you right now, how do people get in touch with you? And and, and it's going to be a, a, a question that I'm going to back up a little bit. There could be organizations, municipalities, and others that are listening right now, and they're saying, wow, I'm impressed. How do I contact CAP? What's the best way to get in touch with your 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 business? I think that uh, probably the best way is to is to email me. I, that way, I, I'd be able to answer uh, as soon as I get an opportunity. And um, that email, uh, I can share either with you now or if you sure. post it in your podcast. Is that better now? Yeah, okay. let's give it now, and I'll uh, also put it up uh, on the, on the uh, show notes. Okay, cap at capfla.com. Very good. We'll certainly get that word out. Now, at the beginning of the show, and what I was talking about, uh, what was read into the congressional record, it said uh, how proud you were to start your company. But I'm going to pull the thread a little bit and say uh, there's probably a story behind that. And I know the story. Uh, it was about getting a review from someone, and you were working with another company, and Tell us about that. Tell us what happened that was the impetus for starting your own company. Thank you very much, Sam. Um, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah. The, uh, the impetus of, of that was that I was trying to do too much and that uh, the review that I received was pretty much from my supervisor to say, Carlos, you are, you're all over the place. Uh, you are working on uh, one project that was city engineer for the city of West Miami at the time. I was in charge of a major reconstruction of the widening of the Julia Turner Causeway, which is a, a causeway that links Miami to Miami Beach. And my supervisor at the time wanted me to start concentrating on one of them. I, he then uh, proceeded to give me some pretty negative uh, results and comments. And I said, you know, I am uh, with enough work, obviously, with, with God's blessing, I can accomplish more than what I'm doing. And that sort of led me to to uh, creating my company from scratch. And again, you know, I mentioned earlier, the perseverance, the hard work, and the dedication in, in this wonderful country that we live in will always lead to success. And uh, that, um, a few years later, uh, my company was recognized as one of the fastest growing companies in the in the country and uh, some awards that we have continued to receive throughout the years that's, that, that simply uh, is, is gives, um, you would say, certification or gives validity to, to that hard work, dedication. Don't ever forget where you came from. Make sure that you always give back to your community, to your church, give back to, to uh, engineering in my particular case. But always get back because we don't do this thing by ourselves. There's always people along the way that sometimes give us a word of, a word of encouragement. In my case, to begin the company, it wasn't so, but it was. It might have been the the kick in the in the rear that I needed in order to be able to to realize that I could do more by moving on from where I was at the time, and that's exactly how it played out. Well, I'd like to say from my perspective, looking at what you have accomplished, and you're not done yet, but looking at what you have accomplished, it was probably the spark that lit the fuse on the fireworks, and that has been one 
hell of a fireworks display so far, and I don't think we've seen the finale yet. So I, I want to say congratulations on all that you have done. Thank you very much. It's been a blessing, and I uh, hope to, with, uh, with good health, and uh, continue to provide uh, more for future engineers and future entrepreneurs uh, in this uh, great country of ours. I, I really, truly appreciate uh, the opportunity uh, to have spoken to you and to your audience. A shout out to my daughters and, and my son-in-laws who are going to be listening for sure. And uh, to all of the employees and my colleagues and, my, and the members of the Florida Engineering Society here in the state of Florida. So thank you very much, Sam, for this wonderful opportunity. Well, I have another question. Don't uh, You're not going to get off the hook yet. That question is... Fire, will, fire away, sir. Fire away. Will you come back for a future program? Absolutely. Absolutely. If, if you will have me, it'd be a pleasure to come back and, and, uh, and speak to you and to your audience. Sometimes I have to pause and explain to people because this is an audio program. They don't get to see the expressions or see the twinkle in the eye. And I know that you're smiling and you've got that twinkle in your eye and I'm grinning ear to ear because when you meet someone that is inspirational, it is contagious and it makes me want to go out and do even more for this program. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to say, yes, we're going to have you back at some point in the future. And for everyone that is listening right now, if you would like to be on the program, it's uh, an open door. Please let us know. And we look forward to having you back again. Carlos, again, thank you for being here. Such a pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks for listening to another informative episode of the Engineering Florida podcast. Our goal is to help educate and inform everyone who listens to our podcast about our members and topics of interest to the Florida Engineering Society. On behalf of the Florida Engineering Society and the Engineering Florida podcast, have a great day, everybody.